All right. This is Polo. This is Beckett. We here. We coming. The battle continues. This is Born to Battle. All right, so on this episode, we're going to talk about yearly resolutions, something I take pretty seriously. Uh, we'll get Beckett's feedback on it as well. And then we'll actually talk about uh, what shows we're watching today and on the day today. Uh, we will follow up with a van update. And then uh, we'll, we'll hop into some hood news and see uh, what's really going on. Uh, nobody knows. But I'll tell you, you and I know. We know what's going on here. We gotta eat to the street. Hey. No, no more gophers. Sorry. So, Chris, I yeah. know I, I set uh, at least one resolution every year. You know, those, those common new year, new me kind of things. Is this something that you do? Do you have do you have any in mind that you've done recently or did you have one this year? Honestly, no. I don't really do New Year's resolutions. But I think as we'll get into it, something I admire about you and what you do. I can say I've had another friend who has influenced me not for New Year's resolutions, but each year Instead of making a resolution, you address and evaluate your previous year mm-hmm. and maybe what you would hope to do and what you could be still aspiring for. So not necessarily on the day of January 1 that you start something new, but reevaluating and seeing how you've done for the past year. Absolutely. Now, I know you have an approach where you do a New Year's resolution. So what's been one of the most recent ones you've done and some of the past ones and a little bit of why you kind of did it? What sparked it for you? Yeah. um, Let's see. Where do I start? So as lame as this might sound, but... There's a Big Sean song, and one of the lyrics goes, it talks about how his life started changing when he started turning dreams into goals. It's a a different mind state that you have, right? Where a dream is just like this far-fetched idea that, yeah, maybe one day that'll happen, or, you know, like, that's something I would love to have, but that's probably not ever going to happen, right? So for some reason it hit me is like, yeah, like, okay, if I do turn this into a goal, that means something completely different. That means it's something I can actually obtain. I can have steps that will get me to that goal. And so as simple as it might sound, that simple, that basic lyric, like was kind of a trigger for me as like, okay, I can, you know, the little things will add up to making that dream a reality and making that goal a reality. So it, it kind of goes back to that. But uh, beyond that, I just like to have a way to challenge myself. And it's never anything like too big 
but it keeps me on track, right? Regardless of everything else going on in life, uh, the highs, the lows, this is one thing that's purely me, purely what I'm doing, and there are no other influences on it besides myself. So I, I like taking back that control and knowing that it's on me. Like regardless of everything else that's going on in life, this is something I have control over and I can put my best foot forward to make it happen. And with some of these kind of like, how you said a dream and so you make it more of a goal, do you, or did you ever bounce different resolution to goals that you thought about for a period of time and maybe come to the understanding that it'd be more difficult to obtain it or is it something where you just kind of come up with the goal you thought of and just go for it um kind of cold turkey i guess yeah uh for me my approach has been kind of just random the goals that I've I've had over the past couple of years uh, for example for 2020 my resolution is no alcohol for all of 2020 I did make one exception is for any wedding that I'm a part of yeah. but COVID has killed a lot of those opportunities yeah. so yeah. it's not not that serious and then the year prior 2019 I decided to go pescatarian all year Again, I think both of them have been diet related. So I've been in some positions where I felt I wasn't necessarily happy with how I, my body was. It wasn't in the type of physical condition that I wanted to be in. Um, so I use these things as catalysts to spark better eating or better dietary choices. It's rooted back into one of the underlying tones of my goal was to lose weight, for example, when I went pescatarian. So going pescatarian, I did it all year, and I felt great. So, I mean, there's definitely things I missed, right? But it was worth it. I constantly have thought of going back to a pescatarian diet this year. It hasn't quite happened, but in the back of my mind, I think that's something I want to go to again. I guess there was some some points over the years where I just felt disgusted by meat. You know, sometimes you bite into a piece of meat and then you feel like you are just legit tearing apart text like weird textures of an animal, right? Uh-huh. Some, sometimes it's like rubbery and chewing, just like, oh, this is like this is disgusting. And then there's a a, a lot of times it's like oh, this is really good. Like, I want more of this. I want more of that. But there's just those, it's like some of those small instances where you're like, man, why is it like this? Why, like, what happened to this animal? <laughs> like, why, why am I even eating this animal? You know, so it, there was a lot of underlying things that went into the decision to change my diet, for example. For 2020, my my reasoning for not drinking alcohol was rooted in the fact that 2019 was kind of a crazy year. I had uh, multiple weddings that happened. Damn near all my friends turned 30 and we had a bunch of dirty 30 parties. 
and it was just at in some level it was kind of excessive and and how much and how often I was consuming alcohol not that it was over the top blacking out every other weekend or whatever but it was oh there's an event you're gonna go have a couple of drinks there's another event you're gonna go have another couple of drinks like I think I was physically worn out from that <laughs> and so I hit the reset button hard and I just said, all right, I can eat anything I want again, but no more alcohol. And I'm just going with it. I've had multiple times where I've gone more than four or five months straight without alcohol before. So that's why it didn't seem like it would be too hard for me this year to do that. Now with so many people trying to do what you've done, and I can honestly say from my perspective, you've stayed steadfast and have been able to attain your goals too. What has, or what did help you come through the temptation? Because you always hear so many people when they start their New Year's resolution or goals, they go really, really hard for a few weeks then they fall off the wagon. So how were you able to persevere through those? And what maybe things did you do to reel you back, itself back in if you were feeling as if you were about to divert a little bit? Yeah, I mean, life is full of temptations, right? Regardless of if you set out these goals for yourself that, oh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. But at the end of the day, it's what you want, right? So I didn't want to let myself down. So I held myself to the standard of you can do this. Like, why doubt yourself? Why, why think you need something when you know you don't, right? In the back of my mind, I know I don't need alcohol. I know there's so many foods I don't need to eat. There's plenty of just regular beverages I don't need to have. I, I, I need the basics. I need water. I need vegetables, fruit, you know, whatever. I don't like to let people down in general. So if I tell my friends I'm going to do something, I want to follow through and make sure it happens. If I tell my family I want to do something, I want to follow through and make sure it happens. So I, I have that same regard and respect for myself that if I – tell myself and I set this goal that I'm not going to do something or this change in my life is going to happen. I have to hold myself accountable for that because at the end of the day, nobody else is going to. So again, it just goes back to what do you, in this case, me really want out of it and how can you best position yourself to succeed in that? And a lot of times it can be just a mental struggle to kind of fight the temptations. But I know in the back of my mind, I believe in myself that I can overcome those regardless of what it is. Temptations can be strong and almost unbearable to where people do anything and give in with that. Now with putting it out there in the universe and kind of holding yourself accountable by not letting friends down or anyone else. It, it's very early. 
But could you foresee what your 2021 goals could be? Or are we going too far for you, man? I can pump the brakes, I don't know. No, I don't think it's too far. I haven't really thought about it. Hey, how about this? We could we could do a joint resolution because you are going to be partaking in some of these marathons. Yeah. I will I will make it to attend at least half of the ones that you're you're going to be in. So, so, so for the LA marathon, I'll, I'll be there. If there's others to follow, I'll be there. And then you had challenged me to push you in a 5k or an 8k. So if everything tracks, right, um, I will make it that I'll do at least two next year with you. All right. That is a very, very impressive. Our 2021 goal and, I must say, I love it. I'm excited for it. 2020, you've been wild and crazy, but 2021, you're looking at nice. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. Yeah, so. Who knows, 2021 could even be the goal or the resolution of multiple goals to where each month is something different. Now, I know it might not be a lot, but yeah, who knows? Challenge yourself and really show how no limitation in terms of putting your mind to what you can do, whether one month is, I'll throw it out there, no cursing, or one month is no, I know, like, never saying a negative thing about somebody else, or who knows? So random ideas, but. Those, I think, would be very eye-opening because we would start to realize how we can kind of say things or do things or whatnot really easily without even really expecting it or mm -hmm. uh, noticing it. So, Yeah, there's so uh, much that you do in the day-to-day -day life that you don't even recognize until you put those things out there where you are paying attention to how you communicate, for example, or mm -hmm. how your actions are. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good approach to uh, if you feel like you need some sort of change in your life and not sure what certain things it could be, it, having like those monthly kind of goals allows you to kind of evaluate yourself. Um, not, not that you're doing anything wrong, but evaluate how you could improve those certain aspects. Right. And even with it, it's like you want to set yourself up for success. So with those goals, shoot, start off with some duets. Every morning, I never make the bed and wait for it. So I'm a goal for one month. I'm going to make my bed every single morning. You got to start somewhere. So it's like, you don't need those big huge goals that change your life completely because that small one is changing life. You just might not know it as well as you you think you do too. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of goals, I think a goal I should have here in the near future is watching less TV. That is a very good one to do. Uh, one 
one that's very attainable, a lot of it is just, yeah, making the, the thought and not doing. Mm-hmm. I did a one month I didn't use any social media because like I might not have posted before uh, like years ago, but I still like, get on and I know it was something that always did to kill time, but mm-hmm. like, for the month you realize you can really do a lot more than you ever would have thought in terms of setting a goal and, and being able to accomplish it. Shit, man, people got so much capabilities that sometimes they question their own when that's never the case. I love, man, I love seeing you accomplish yours. It brings a smile to my face. I just love seeing people persevere and come through out on top, no matter how big or small. It's exciting just to see the smile twinkle in their eye Knowing they accomplished it, heck yeah, yeah. That's oh. the little things, man. They make they make a huge different difference on just the approach to life, and at least for me, uh, they add up. And the more positive things that you can add up, the better. I feel like. All right, I think this month, and I should probably do it for a few months. When we, me and Taylor go on our nightly walks, I'm gonna. Make sure I wave at every single person. There you go. Wave and a smile. If they don't look up, I might make it a little awkward. I'll still wave and still smile till they do. That's a good one. All right. Spread that beautiful smile you got. Uh, I might be wearing a mask. So <laughs> it'll be a little funny, but if we're far enough away, yeah. I think I can. I think I can. Maybe you need to get a mask that has your your smile printed on it. Oh, permanent smile. Yeah. Uh, that's too normal, man. <laughs> that's in my face is like all the time. Big smile. No reason. Just smiling. <laughs> For sure. All right. So speaking of watching TV or watching too much TV, our day-to-day, you know, we're actually just going to reflect back on what we've been watching. Right, I think it's a good thing too. We give uh, people an idea of other shows, other things that they could watch during all this stay-at-home quarantine time. No support to back, but give everyone a maybe an insight to another uh, idea, another show. Who knows? Uh, let's kick it off with you. What have you recently watched, seen, or? Something that just kind of struck a chord with you in any which way that you like. So the Stefan Marbury documentary on Netflix, uh, I think it's A Kid from Coney, A Kid from Coney Island, something like that. That was really good. I enjoyed watching that. I forget how much he got shipped around in the NBA. Like he was a legit player. The teams he played on, like he put up numbers maybe the teams didn't perform as well. I think when he was in Minnesota, they were decent. Him and KG were young. Um, and then he got, he went to what the nets and then he got traded for Jay Kidd and on Phoenix. And then I think he just got lost in the shuffle of everything. And then, you know, he, he turned, he was able to turn his career around and, and in China. Um, and, 
on a side note, I met Stefan Marbury uh, at LAX actually oh. uh, when I was flying to Thailand. He my layover was in I think Beijing, and so he was on the same flight as me to. Very cool. Ben. Yeah. Anyways, and then I'm also been watching uh, Last Chance You. Yeah. God. Yeah. From the town, baby. The bay. Yep. Um, but I like I like hearing those stories. I mean, it's about young guys that are persevering, and if everybody has their own struggles, and you learn how fortunate you are in the position that you're in. Unfortunately, by watching other people and the, and their struggles. Very true, very true. It's uh, one of those things where it's a reality check and I start to understand and be grateful for what you really are, which time to time, I absolutely do need it. We get comfortable with the good things that have come our way sometimes and we forget what we do have and others don't. Yeah, absolutely. Those are some real good shows that you've been uh, tune into lately. I must commend you. Yeah. Well done. What about you? What do you got? Oh, there's a lot sometimes. I'm going to go on not one of these feel-good shows like you and uh, kind of leave the docu-series documentary and go into a TV show called The Umbrella Academy. I do like some of those some of those real interesting kind of sci-fi type it is shows. Sci-fi for sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I always like think back to sci-fi, and my first initial image is Star Trek. Yep. But it's like, oh, it is sci-fi, but anyway, <laughs> it's about twelve siblings who are all adopted with special powers, and they gotta save the world. It's, it's a good one. Season two came out, so very, very exciting. Nice. I started watching, and I do enjoy even just as much or as more as the first season. So, nice. It's a good one. Right on. Um, I don't know what else. I go back and forth. Another one that I have recently watched was something called Succession. Ooh, HBO. HBO. So it follows around this one family who are extremely rich in their own a media company on TV, and they're in a bunch of different avenues in terms of mm, other ventures. So it's all about the dad uh, kind of planning to give the whole business away to his kids and kind of which one will be the best. And each character has their own issues with themselves in terms of confidence and what they're able to do and not. So those are my two that I'll kind of... Yeah, Succession's a good one. I like that one, actually. Uh, The business aspect of it, it's just interesting. It really is, really is. Yeah. So there's... There's a lot, and I'm always so impressed that during these times, how they're still able to come out with TV shows 
And are they going to run out of things they had in the vault in a few months when they haven't been able to film for a while? So mm -hmm. the uh, jury's still out, and maybe we'll feel the ripple effects in a handful of months. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. It could be the case. Um, one other one that I've enjoyed watching just because it's it's kind of interesting to watch people and their dating lives. <laughs> oh, um, why do you want to know this? Do you have new information to talk no. about your dating life? No, 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 oh. not my, not, not my dating wing, life. Wing, nudge, nudge. <laughs> not with my dating life. Um, just watching relationships in general, like right. It's it's interesting just to to be a fly on the wall, to, so to speak, about watching how people go through relationships and stuff like that. Um, but there's a show on HBO Max called Love Life. It has Anna Kendrick in it. And it's just, yeah, it's just funny to watch the, the highs and lows that, that come from relationships and the the mindset that people have about them and then like you know some of the stuff that you you think about and you see in other movies but like in real life you're like does that really happen yeah, but I, yeah. <laughs> you know like people stressing about getting a message back or trying to uh decode what that message means in other regards <laughs> Too much sometimes. <laughs> Too much. It's complicated. Yeah. So I I I just enjoy watching that aspect of it. I I do not like reality TV shows at all. So I don't like that aspect of. It's like I'm not gonna tune tune into like The Bachelor, or Bachelorette, whatever. I'm not gonna watch right. that. But this show makes it like interesting to me. But I also like shows like. How I Met Your Mother and New Girl oh. and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> so. Classics. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I enjoy those kind of storylines. And I feel like it's just somewhat relatable, um, not just to my life, but to like my friend group life. I, I really think that if they made a series about my friend group, our friend group, that it would be really funny uh -huh. and, and really entertaining. I can uh, stand behind you on that. I think we would do good. We have some very interesting uh, friends and characters, <laughs> everything to say least about the whole group. Yeah, for so, sure. Very true, very true. That uh, reminds me of a, a, movie, a series, I forget what it's called, um, What's called Modern Love, I believe, on HBO. Uh, I think that's on Amazon Prime. Amazon, Amazon, sorry. Modern Love on Amazon. It's pretty interesting because it kind of shows you the dynamics of love in relationships in this day and age. And I'm a sucker for those chick things, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, love it and I love Good Night with Popcorn. Cuddle on the blanket, glass of wine, and turn chick flick on. Sign me up. Give me I'm all sorry. those rom coms. <laughs> Absolutely. Give them all to me. But if you try to put a horror movie on, 
Oh, I go to bed in the middle of the day. No, thank you. Heck no. Anyways, uh, so yeah, let's move on to our ALS update. And Chris, I think you were going to share a little bit of exciting news. So I know before it mentioned getting close to the van and getting it checked out. So we have officially gotten a van now. Yay! Yay! Super exciting. Uh, thank you to everyone so much sharing our story, donating, support, everything. It's been great. So, yeah, we got the van. It's in our driveway. Got all the insurance, everything. We took it out for a few road trips or one road trip, basically, to see Taylor's parents. Took it up PCH. Pacific Coast Highway, for you guys that don't know, you're riding right against the Pacific Ocean. You see it the whole time. It's beautiful. And did errands actually today. It's so huge to be able to go into the car and load up so quickly, not having to transfer from a wheelchair into the front seat fold up the wheelchair, get in the van, and do that every time on multiple stops. So it would certainly limit me from even getting out of the car because the very thing that was in goes along with it just to walk in the store for a second. And also down the line, when I won't be able to transfer on my own still, I just cruise into the on the ramp lock in automatically, and we're off to the races. So it's been a really good, amazing feeling with that in our lives and realizing how fortunate and lucky we are to be able to even have a van because a lot of people don't have that capability to get one. So it's really, and it currently is, really helped me live my life to the fullest and not letting ALS stop me for any reason because I'm still going to do everything I can in a normal day like I would just um, in a wheelchair and a other circumstances of the chain. But very exciting, very happy. Well, I can't say enough. It's a really good feeling to take my power wheelchair, my big boy, my Bentley, somewhere else besides my house and my street. It's a weird feeling, but a good one. Yeah, for sure. That's so great. And like you were saying, it it gives you back some time, right? And the fact that it's no longer taking you 15, 20 minutes to to get in and out of the vehicle. Um, It's saving energy and effort both for you and for Taylor or whoever's helping um, the process of getting you in and out of the vehicle before this van. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it, it just is brings back the opportunity for you to get around and kind of get back to normal. Right. Making things a little easier because some people might think it's silly, but having to go through the whole entire process of 
loading me into the car, getting the wheelchair in the back. Either can deter you from even wanting to go out or you have to deal with it because time is important and uh, ease is important for us too. So it's a big thing and we're excited and especially too um, planning camping trip. Yeah, for sure. Get back in nature. Absolutely. Go to the little camping trips. So they're um they're coming up. Those two. We'll definitely share those with everyone also as they come along because Taylor and I were big on camping and love going out and about and being in a new place and I'm that weird person who loves road trips. It's like unreal how much I enjoy just getting in the car and cruising. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a great thing and we're very fortunate and super excited. Always pumped. Awesome. All right. I think you guys probably can feel the energy. I'll have to have some. Enjoy that with us, small. All of you guys helped do that. And I, yeah, I couldn't be where I am at because of, because of you. You too, Plum. You are considered that group. <laughs> well, thanks. We, we all love you and we're here for you. Uh, well, Actually, we're going to segue into hood news right now, and it kind of goes along the lines with vehicles. So, oh, you uh, got a new one? No, I don't got a new one. Uh, no. Got an old one? I I have one. Uh, it's not it's not too new, not too old. How about that? <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. Would answer that politically quick. Uh, yeah, I don't need to know what I try. <laughs> too much info. Uh, the other night I was, or actually just the other day, it wasn't even nighttime. There was a SUV in the neighborhood that had their back trunk open and, you know, it looked like there was some stuff in there that they were still unloading or something along the lines. Right. Were they so, up to no good? I don't know if they were up to no good. Could be. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> this I probably saw it was open probably around like three p.m. Right, so my assumption, yeah, people they're unloading, loading, whatever. Doesn't matter if it's open. And then I go out to take the garbage out or something, and I notice that it's still open. And this is at like nine p.m. And I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. Like, why would they just leave it open like this? And it's not like it was like just a raggedy car. It was like, uh, it was a nicer car, right? And the garage that it's in front of, so it'll have like the building address and then the unit number. So I was like, well, that's probably where they live. I'll, I'll give it a shot and see if anybody's home. So I went up and knocked on their door. Nobody answered. So I was like, well, I think I should close it. So I, after I came back down, I closed it and then went inside. And then the next day it was gone. I don't know if it was stolen or not, but it wasn't there. So um, <laughs> You are a good person. They knew more people like that in your neighborhood. 
Just because you look out for them all, right? Yeah, you got to look out for your neighbors. But Chris, what would you do if you were, if this was your situation? Would you like try to, would you just close it and say, oh, looks like they just left it open. I'll close it. Or would you like try to talk to these people or what would be your approach? Oh, my approach if I was in that, I would definitely close it. Now would be something to where I'll probably give it a little bit of time. Like some of you, I see it open and like realize later it's still open. I would shut in. I don't think I would try to go find the person or and knock on the door that way. I just do quick curious and shut it actually. For sure. Look out for people. It's important. Absolutely. Couldn't have said any better. No doubt. And that's what's going on in the hood. Uh-huh. I thought so not only can you find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but you can now find us on Google Podcasts. So if that's something you're using, catch up with Born to Battle on there as well. I like it. I like it. If you have questions that you want to ask us, we're an open book, basically. Yeah, please uh, keep the, uh, the messages coming on Becca's file. It's been great interacting with you guys. We love it because we do it for to hang out and to talk. And we do it for you guys that are interested in our podcast all together. Absolutely. I think I think when this episode posts, we will our guest appearance will be live. Oh, very cool. Cosbot. They're doing great things over there really shedding some light on nonprofits and rare diseases or people overcoming things as well. So it's a good little listen. I definitely recommend it to people. Absolutely. So we're excited for that to come out. And again, we are just trying to grow and spread awareness of ALS, share Chris's experience with it, and hopefully it's helpful for for any and everyone that's listening and at least gives you another perspective. So yeah, grab a coffee, grab a snack, take a nap, and press play. Listen to us. We're here for you in whatever way. <laughs> <laughs>